obsessed with death. She actually um, used to show up and loiter around the funeral home so often that she was asked to leave and never return. Vernon Fox Jr., um, however, so his father was a very well-respected man. His father, Vernon Sr., had founded the criminology department at Florida State, so he was also very well-known, and he was over the um, training for law enforcement, so he had helped train Larry Campbell. So was it possible that Vernon Fox Jr.'s involvement in this case was being covered up by police because of, like, small-town connections and politics. The state prosecutor would later say, quote, I'm getting a lot of calls from FSU people saying that they needed to charge him, and they're talking about jerk Vernon Jr., so people just believed he was involved right from the beginning. Now, his family had lived on the street just behind the Sims family, and in fact, they had adjoining yards. Vernon Jr. was very interested in Joylyn Sims, if you could say that. He had been caught beeping in several neighbors' windows, and he had been caught beeping on Joylyn Sims several times. At the time, Joylyn was 12 and Vernon was 20. When Vernon and Mary were questioned after the murders happened, they were each other's alibis. They said they were at a drive-in together, although their alibis were never, like, super airtight. Yes, they had been at the drive-in. One of them said they had stayed for two movies. One of them said they had only stayed for one. After the movies, they said they went to a secluded area to have sex. And then Mary dropped Vernon off a few blocks from the Sims home. He did say he saw a car he didn't recognize when he was walking home, and this car made him nervous. And later in interviews, he would claim that this car stopped and someone opened the door and spoke to him. But he kind of added this later. He did not tell police that at the time. Vernon claims he walked in his front door at 11.07 p.m., which is a very specific time to remember. And then he walked into his bedroom and went to sleep and he would claim he heard nothing else for the rest of the night. Mary, on the other hand, who doesn't live far away, says that she went home that night and heard gunshots and dogs barking and screams coming from the Sims home at 11.15. But no other witnesses in the area claim to have heard these things, and her account doesn't really fit into the timeline because we know Virginia got home at 
and that is where the case has stayed. I really 